Hello, good people. Welcome to The Chris Stefanik Show, the show that helps you find the joy that God made you for in the midst of everyday life. Don't miss us every week as we dive into real issues with real people and answer real questions. God bless you. Malachi 2.16 I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. I hate divorce. Pretty strong words from God. Uh, divorce isn't something that society at large takes very seriously today. I was in Los Angeles recently. I saw a billboard literally said, are you bored? Here's our number. And it was a, a divorce attorney. Like, are you bored in your marriage? Just go ahead and get divorced. Wow. Now look, uh, I'm not, we're not going to cover anything we cover today to shame people who have been divorced. I know people who are divorced who literally had to get divorced for their physical protection or to protect their children who are being psychologically just demolished in this marriage. Some marriages are annullable, which is not the same as a divorce, but it's a decree from the church that the marriage never happened in the first place. Uh, but whatever the case is, whenever a child experiences divorce, what happens is that so much of the pain that the couple experienced is transferred to the child. So while that's really harsh words, I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel, there should also be healing words for people who are adult children of divorce, who experience divorce as little kids and find themselves in their adult years struggling with this stuff to know that God loves you so much that he, hate, he hates what happened to you. He hates what you had to go through. And I think God hates divorce because he loves kids. Uh, so we're going to talk today about healing from divorce for people who have, have experienced divorce as a kid. Uh, if, if you've been divorced and you have children, even adult kids, this is going to help you because it's going to help you navigate with them uh, through some tough things to, to healing. And not only healing, but strangely in the mystery of the cross to the life that God has in store for your kid, to even greater glory. Uh, and if you're a, 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 an adult child of divorced parents, this is going to help you too for for really obvious reasons. Whew. There's an intense intro to an intense episode. Thanks for being with us. Rachel Oline. Hi. Thank so you good so to much. Be here. We almost missed. Let's try to get I know, Rachel right? Olin. There it Perfect. is. Now we're ready for a good yep. interview. Uh, I'm so grateful for your, you coming on here. Yeah. Because uh, this kind of topic is, I mean, it's intense, right? Totally. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, asking someone to come and rip their scabs open. and uh, But that's a, a part of the healing process. It is. Right? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah, like that's God, totally fine. God bless you. I really admire yeah. you for it. I'm, I'm humbled and yeah. grateful that you that you'd share this with me and with the people watching. Yeah. Uh, tell me your your story of divorce. How old were you? <laughs> what happened? You know, what did you remember as a kid? Yeah, totally. Um, so I was seven years old when my parents got divorced. Um, and what I remember is being called from. I think I was reading, which is an activity mm -hmm. I love to do called into the living room. My parents sat me and my younger brother down, who was four, and they told us and tried to explain that they were going to separate. Um, and that meant they wouldn't live in the same house anymore. And I just remember tears abounding all over the place. Mm -hmm. Everyone was so upset and so hurt. Your parents too? Um, yes. And mm -hmm. um, it was just this devastating moment in time. And I didn't realize that it was going to impact literally my everyday life for the rest of my life. Um, and so, wow. yeah, and it was intense. And You remember the, it vividly. I do. I remember yeah. the color of the couch. I remember sitting on the floor. Like, I remember so many things um, wow. from that moment. Um, it's and like, where were you when 9-11 happened? Exactly. Right? Something, something traumatic happens, and it's like, oh. You know exactly yeah. Where, yeah. where you were. And I know I was doing something I loved, and I'm pretty sure that was reading when I was 
seven. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it was this kind of blindsiding. Um, I didn't, I had no indication my parents were going to split up. They, if they fought, I was unaware. Um, so they wow. did a really good job protecting me from any like, anger or hatred they had for each other. Mm. Um, but then I had no clue. So it just happened. And then all of a sudden the next day, my dad wasn't living in our house and he got an apartment a couple miles away from my mom's house. Um, and I just remember as a kid being- So good on your dad, he stayed nearby oh, yeah. and yes, he wanted did. to be present in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. yeah. And we split time between my parents. And so I was with my dad four days every two weeks and my mom the rest of the time. Um, and so it was just this like back and forth. So I'd go to my dad's house, we'd have dinner and sleep there. And then the next day I'd be at my mom's house. And then we would do this every other weekend thing. Um, and it was, it was challenging um, yeah, yeah. on, you know, think teenage girl. I wanted to wear my jeans that I wanted to wear. And I'm at my dad's house and those jeans are at my mom's house. <laughs> what so am I supposed to do? There's some logistical annoyances, no right, doubt. Right, yeah. Um, were, were you, were, what were you aware of at the time besides when you were seven? Besides, like, this is confusing. Mm-hmm. What happens now? Um, did, was most of the, the stuff that you dealt with for years after, was that just stuffed down inside? Or how much mm-hmm. of, were you consciously aware of mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, ten of, like, this did this to me? Yeah. So I was a, kind of an angry, temperamental child. Okay, so, so you were I, already kind of angry. I was a little annoyed. You don't annoyed. look angry at all. <laughs> no, that's you've done you've done a good job. Healing. <laughs> Jesus has done a good job yeah. of healing. Um, but I was just I was mad, and so I was stuffing it down, mm. and then it would show up in an explosion of anger. So I would get mad at my dad or my mom, and it would just I would blow up, mm. and it was not a pretty sight. Yeah. Um, and I remember in those moments there being this kind of aftermath, and people saying like. She's just processing the divorce. And you're like, oh, that's what I'm doing? So there was always this stigma attached to it. Did you feel a little it. dismissed by that comment? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, because I was processing it, but it was like, is this actually allowed? Am I doing it in a way that is embarrassing to the people around me um, and in a way that no one really wants to hear or wants to acknowledge that I was going through this pain? So I learned. So you're... Mm. So you're, you're, you're dealing with the fact that when you're feeling normal responses to something really traumatic, mm-hmm. right? That, um, and it is traumatic. It is. I mean, that's why you remember it in such detail. It's like the, the, the foundation of your life is like, yeah. that's that relationship. And I, I, um, I have a friend, a friend who told me in his, in his late 30s, mm-hmm. it's like that, that message that, no, no, love is conditional. Yeah. Like if something can end this, then you shouldn't feel secure in any love, you right. know? Um, but your response is normal, so then, but then you start to internalize, but I'm the problem right. for feeling these normal responses exactly. to something so traumatic. Yeah. So then you stuff it through your teenage yeah. years. Don't cry out don't, loud. Don't do it. Keep it inside. No, Learn how to hide your feelings. It's a horrible yeah, song, by the isn't way. It? Yeah. it really is. It's kind of hilariously yeah. horrible. So uh, how did that come out in your teenage years? So anger, mm-hmm. uh, how else was, yep. that, was that coming um, out? Another place that it really showed up was perfectionism. So mm. it didn't matter how many people told me, this isn't your fault, like mm. you had nothing to do with this. I really internalized that if I could just be perfect, mm. then maybe it would go away. And maybe mm. my parents would get back together and maybe we could just 
fix all of this. And so I was like, I can fix this. Wow. I will be perfect. I will get the perfect grades. I will do all the perfect things. I will say nothing wrong. Um, Did you know you were telling yourself that, that line of reasoning that I can fix this? Or was it just a lot of times we think without thinking mm -hmm. about what we're thinking? You know, totally. I, which, which level was it on? Um, there, I think there, it was dual. There were several levels. I think there was a very deep level where I was probably unaware of it. But I, I knew I wanted my parents to be married. I desired that. I spent birthday wishes on that, you know? Um, and so I really did believe, like, okay, I can do all of these things. I, I can fix it, even though it wasn't my, yeah. my issue to fix. I just was the brunt of all of the problems and aftermath. Mm. So. Man, what a lot to bear as a kid. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you're, if you're watching us uh, live, can you bring up the number real quick, the text in number? You can interrupt my questions with yours at 720-650-0100. Just text your question in and I'll, I'll let it break up our conversation. Um, so a, a lot of these wounds that we have as kids, uh, there comes a moment in adulthood or a process in adulthood where you look back and realize, whoa, like all, there's so many various personality traits I have and, 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 and repeat uh, behaviors and relationships that are coming up because of something that happened to me all this time ago. What was that for you? What what brought to light all the stuff that you had stuffed down? Yeah, um, I think it, there were two moments. So one was when I went to college. Um, I became very interested in the Catholic faith more so than I had when I was a teenager. Praise um, God. Yeah. What did that for you? Um, just different retreats. I had made a very clear like I'm going to be Catholic in college, no matter what it takes. Really? And so then I just sought it out. Yeah. That's not everybody's experience. No. A lot of people are like, I'm taking a break just for, yes. just for four years, maybe. Yeah. Maybe forever. But I did not. Why I was did you like, decide I'm that? I'm sorry. Find the people. Um, I went on a retreat and in high school that, that got sure. you. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm what retreat be was it? Forever. Was it Altitude it? adjustment. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> Archdiocese of Denver. Yeah. yeah that's we awesome. Do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Altitude adjustment. Yeah. That's it's so a long cool. time ago. It's a great name. Yeah. So we went there and I was just sure I was going to be Catholic. So I started hanging out with all of these very devout people and I started to realize most of their parents weren't divorced. So we were having wow. this Bible study and I'm bringing up these things about my parents' divorce and it was almost like we don't know how to respond. We're not sure what to do with that comment because our parents are happy. And they're living together, and we don't know what that sort of fracture. So that experience like. in college made you feel the pain of of, mm -hmm. of what yes. you'd been deprived of. Yes. And so I stuffed it down. I was like, well, we don't have to worry about this, even though it showed up every weekend. I went home because I mm -hmm. should probably make sure I see both of my parents, and that wasn't going to happen in one house. Wow. So how do I make sure that I see both of them? How do I make sure that I'm, you know, not hurting anyone's feelings because? If I'm trying to fix the problem, I'm trying not to, you know, muddy or the waters or create waves. Yeah. You've heard the, heard uh, the word parentified? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that you've was my life. that word, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was me. You're parentified and, at a young age. Yeah. It's a big burden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then the, the second part happened when I was about 25. I was um, teaching. I'm a public school teacher. And I, That's traumatic. It is, totally. It's really <laughs> challenging. You're teaching only, eighth grade math, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like cool when the kid's into math. My son is like a math yeah. nerd. Yeah. yeah he's if a, they're he's not. A, he's, a, he's like, he's heaven for a math mm -hmm. teacher. But, yeah. So you're teaching math. Yeah. And really, 
um, leaning into my perfectionism in a profession mm. where it's hard to be perfect. Like you can't, there's no perfect teacher. There's wow. good teachers, but there's no perfect ones. Wow. And so I reached out um, to get counseling just to talk about the different ways I was dealing with my job. And in counseling, it was several months in, and I found this Catholic counselor. She was phenomenal. And we started talking about something in one of the sessions. And she's like, do you think this has anything to do with the fact that your parents were divorced? And I was like, no. Wow, wow. <laughs> and then we started talking. I love when I counselors like, know the answer and then <laughs> ask the question, do you think maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And I still give the wrong answer where yeah, I was like, yeah. no, there's no way. And then we kept talking and I was like, oh no. And we just started like connecting the dots and drawing the lines and realizing that this event that seemed like it should have been a one-time thing was really pervasive in my life. Mm. It was just everywhere and it was showing up everywhere and now was showing up in some unhealthy ways that I was dealing with challenges in my job. Tell me more about the ways it was showing up in you. Um, so I'm an extreme perfectionist. Yeah, it was a perfectionism I for sure. want right? things to be perfect. And when they're not, the first place I go is a place of not being compassionate towards myself. So I just mm. tell myself, like, you didn't do this perfectly. Why even try? You should quit your job. Like, that's the, I go the first place is, yeah. like, doom and, you know, sadness. Yeah. Um, and so it was showing up there a lot. Um, it was showing up in, like, relationships with roommates. I was living with roommates, and yeah. if something, a conflict happened, I was going to avoid it like the plague. Because, mm. think back to how my parents got divorced. It was a surprise. So to me, that said, someone can leave you at any time. Mm. And so I was really thinking about that in the ways I was dealing with my roommates. Because I was like, please don't leave me. But also, I can't handle this conflict, so I'm going to just shut you out. The conflict was, is the end of the world. Mm -hmm, yeah. And it was those self-protective behaviors. So then I wasn't really being vulnerable with people and open to being real friends. Wow. So. I'm going to guess marriage kicked a, a big door open in your heart with all this <laughs> yeah. stuff, too. Oh, it sure did. Which, by the way, good job getting married. Thank you. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a vocation that some people can be really afraid of mm -hmm. if, if yeah. they've been through this stuff. Right? Yeah. They don't, you don't want to repeat cycles. Mm -hmm. Were you conscious of that, that fear when you were dating, when you were getting married, or was that not a big thing for you? I... Oh, knew I wanted to be married. Like, yeah. This is something I want to do. Um, and then it was, we were getting closer, and I was like, am I supposed to do this? And really just letting some of those lies creep in. Like, you don't know what this is like. You don't know what a marriage looks like. So what makes you think you can do this? Mm. And really going then to counseling and to spiritual direction. Like, yes, you can do this. And it's we always say, like, it's a miracle that I'm married, that I didn't lose my faith in mm. the beauty of the sacrament of marriage. Um, and it's wow. been like healing, like God heals through people. And every time my husband and I have an argument and he chooses to like stay in the conflict <laughs> and stick around, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. what that's yeah. like. No one left. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. Praise God. Yes. Lo love heals. Mm -hmm. Like yes. real, uh, just not counting the cost, just in it to win it. Mm -hmm. Love, like that's, it's so healing. Yeah, it but is. it's also like, it's painful too. Yeah. Right? That, that, that's what with faith. Like, we, we, we sometimes think it's really hard to love God, but the, the opposite is true. Hmm? Like, I, it, it is hard to love God. The really hard part is this unconditional love that's strong enough to make a universe is aimed at this chair. Yes. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. 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 And that, that kind of, but, yeah. and, and at first, it's like that, that joyous response. And then as you get deeper into right. the wound, it's like, that part of me too? Yeah. That part of me too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, are there, and you, you, we're going to get in, in a minute into the ministry you're involved in mm -hmm. where you're working with lots of people who, who experience this. Yeah. Are, are the, the things that you've experienced, is this typical? Is this a pattern that's like perfectionism, uh, fear of abandonment, mm -hmm. anger, yeah. stuffing it down because you're the problem, parentification? These are some of the things that came up so far. Uh -huh. are, are these the typical things you see like again and again and again? Yeah. Everybody thinks they're so unique, right? <laughs> yeah. What we say is, the, our stories are different, right? So our healing process, our healing journey is going to be different. Mm -hmm. But all of it sure rhymes. It's mm -hmm. super similar. And so what's so great about being able to connect with other adult children of divorce is that now I get to be in a space where I can say something and they already on some level understand mm -hmm. where I've been and what I'm going through, mm -hmm. um, which allows for that deeper healing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so there is a lot of these things come up. Um, anger, anxiety, um, boundaries, forgiveness. I, I hate oh, the devil so much. So much. No, seriously. Like, there's the psychological wounds that, that I think dark spirits also prey upon. Mm -hmm. um, and to, to think of, of lies we tell ourselves that I think are, are not only natural, but also supernatural in, in their origin. And, um, you know, like that lie that you're a freak or you're alone. Yeah. And in, you're the problem. Mm -hmm. Like you still kind of believe these things until you get in a room of everybody else who's like, oh, okay, I'm normal because you've all experienced oh this and yeah. this is the normal response. Yeah. Um, before I get into the life-giving wounds, and I want you to literally plug it shamelessly in the website and everything like that, um, why, why are people so dang afraid to talk about this stuff? Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a quiet uh, suffering yes. that what, a quarter of the population is going through? Mm -hmm. And they, they don't just own it. Like, this takes a lot of courage to come here and say, this is how this messed me up. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, yeah, I remember going on my first retreat and walking into the room yeah. and seeing people that I knew in other spheres and being like, you too? And just, it was like this mm. thing where we all were bearing the pain of our parents' divorce and no one knew about it and no one talked about it. Um, and that's when I learned about the wound of silence. Um, and this is a wound that's really common to adult children of divorce or ACODs. Um, it's I that, like that, ACODs. Yeah. It's helpful to put names on these things, okay. It's easier than saying adult children of divorce <clears throat> over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that wound of silence that um, we've been silenced as adult children of divorce, partially mm. because of what you said earlier, that society doesn't take divorce seriously. Yeah. So there's all this happy divorce talk, like um, your parents did the best they could. Yep. Um, yep. It was all for the best. It'll all work out in the end. Or um, worse, you <laughs> just got to go discover yourself. Right. Uh, without regard to, you know, like talk about narcissism. Yeah. You know, and, and, and here's the thing. Everything you just said too might be true. I, 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 I won't give an easy pass to the narcissistic yes. thing, but there's, there's some situations where yeah, it was the, the best mm -hmm. thing that ha it had to happen. Mm -hmm. um, it, especially in an obvious example, a physical abuse. Right. You know, like, get out. Right. Get the kids out. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a really easy, obvious example. Mm -hmm. But even then... There are effects. Yeah. The and children it, bear. It's like okay to talk about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we should, right? Yeah. Um, and it's that idea that like kids are resilient, you know, like they're going to figure out how you to do this. this. Rub some, rub yeah. some bacon on it. And <laughs> like I was in survival mode. Yeah. It didn't look like it, but I was in survival mode because I was going back and forth and trying to figure out how to 
do my very normal, like, you know, preteen, teenage things, but in two separate houses. Mm. And sure, I'm resilient, but I had to live in this like survival mode in order to do all of the things that were expected of me that wouldn't have been expected of mm. a kid who had like intact, came from an intact home. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and that made it just so, so challenging. And I think the other thing too, why we don't talk about it is it's really hard to bear, right? Like I think about my parents, I love them. Yeah. I can hate the fact that they got divorced and love them so much. Yeah. But it doesn't make it easier for them to hear that divorce is bad and God hates divorce and, and divorce is wrong. You. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think that's what also makes it difficult is people don't acknowledge that it's an actual wound. A lot of times it's that, yeah. but it happened 25 years ago. Aren't you over it? Mm. I'm like, no, because it showed up at my birthday last Monday when my whole right, family's right. at the table and like my mom's there with her boyfriend and my dad's on the opposite side of the table. Like we're all here living this like. There's always this reminder. Yeah. But I, 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 there's something about coming around and saying like, I'm gonna own my pain that helps you get to a point of actual forgiveness mm -hmm. and, um, and even gratitude for what you do have. Mm -hmm. Uh, have you been able to forgive your parents from the depths of your soul? Is that something mm -hmm. you're still working through? Yeah, it's um, it's a process, right? So yeah. I forgive a lot. <laughs> I yeah. forgive you over keep doing it. and over and over. Yeah, seventy and times, seven times. Exactly, and it's liberating, um, isn't it? It is. Yeah, because it's it's so hard to do, and again, it comes up. Yeah. At birthdays and weddings and holidays, and the fact that I have to tell stories twice, like mm. I already told the story. <laughs> Now I have to do it again, you know? Right, like right. it just shows up in so many ways. And so um, it gives a lot of chances for you to forgive yeah. or for me to forgive. And I think that I'm working on getting to that depths of the soul kind of forgiveness that you can only do like by the grace of God. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it by myself. Yes. Um, it's, an, it's, it is, it's a real grace. It's, forgiveness is a spiritual mm -hmm. battle. And when yeah. you don't, and forgiveness, it comes down to you were owed something, mm -hmm. injustice. You were owed not getting that call when you're seven mm -hmm. in, in, that, in that room right. where everybody's crying. Right. You're owed something. And uh, forgiveness is, is I'm going to let the debt go mm -hmm. that is owed to me. Yeah. And I, but that doesn't mean I'm going to deny that it caused me pain. Right. That's, not, that's just denial. Exactly. Uh, it's that, that choice is so freeing. When we don't let it go, then we're enslaved to the debt mm -hmm. in our own way. Um, good on you. Exactly. Good for you for doing that. Someone asked, Joe asked, and I want you to give a, a plug for this retreat yeah. right now, okay? So Joe asked, how can I support a friend whose parents are getting divorced? Slow pitch. Here it is. Um, <laughs> so I'm part of a ministry called Life-Giving Wounds. Yeah. Um, it is a national ministry that has a chapter in Denver um, mm -hmm. along with like other chapters around the um, country on the Life-Giving Wounds website, which I think is lifegivingwounds.org. Lifegivingwounds.org, three words, .org. Perfect. Yep. Um, you can go and find out when retreats are happening in your area. Um, and then there's an online retreat that happens starting September 29th. And so it is on Thursday evenings over like Zoom um, for a certain number of weeks. Mm. And it simulates what a weekend retreat would be in person. Um, but the weekend retreats in person, that was life-changing for me um, mm. just in recognizing the spiritual healing that needed to be done on top of like the psychological healing through counseling. Okay, tell me the distinction between the two. Yeah, so um, in counseling. So, by the way, go yeah. to that retreat, guys. Yeah, go to the retreat. make sure you go. Go to the one online. Yeah. Like, don't the, just sit there in your woundedness. No. God and, wants you to be free. Yeah, 
And the one in Denver is October 14th through 16th. Okay. And I'm the NC, so you can come and, you know, we'll, awesome. we'll chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that spiritual healing of understanding that Christ rose with his wounds. And when I heard that, I was like, excuse me? Yes. It was like revolutionary for me. And through those transformed wounds of Christ, he wants to trans transform ours, right? And that's the healing that, that God desires for all of us. And it goes mm. so deep into like the depths of our soul. Um, and where counseling is so helpful and can help me work through the things on like a practical mm. level and see how the dots are connecting. Yeah. Um, it's only the things that Christ can give us through his desire to heal us if we desire to be oh, healed. I just love that image. He rose and the wounds weren't closed. Yes. And, were and, and, and there was a perfection mm -hmm. in that risen body because of the wounds. Yes that this sign of love, and, mm -hmm. and, that, and that wound, those wounds became a, a source of encounter with the Father's yes. love. It's that hope that, mm -hmm. that gives someone the strength to say, I'm not irreparably broken. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, another wounded Christ yes. is what I am. Yeah. It's, that, it's that hope that helps parents who have maybe inflicted that wound. Mm -hmm. To say, I don't have to hide from this. Mm -hmm. I, I can know that even in this, my kid can become who God made them to be, mm -hmm. not despite this, but because of this, within this. Yeah. Uh, so let's lean into this and not, not, not pretend that nothing yeah. happened and you're fine and kids are resilient. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the things that come when you don't have hope, yes. real hope. Yes. I mean, real hope is like, let's go into the dirt and then hope. Yes. You know, out of the depths I cry to you, mm -hmm. the psalmist says. Out of the depths, not, not pretending I'm on a mountaintop, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. And letting our wounds be a point of intimacy with Christ. Yes. And like letting him into those and realizing that it's through that, that there is hope. That like my parents' divorce was very challenging and it still is. But like the hope that's there is it's so good. And I don't want it to be all like doom and gloom. Your parents got divorced and wah, wah, we're going to cry about it right, for, right, right. you know, from now yeah. to eternity. Yeah, We're not going to do that. We're going to, um, you know, just be joyful in in the hope that that God has for us, mm. you know, and be Hopeful in Him. Amen. He's, he's going to, to heal us. Amen. It's a long journey, though. What, what do you, uh, I mean, you reflected a lot on yourself, on your wounds, and you've mm -hmm. experienced this healing love of God. Um, what are you grateful for? And don't answer this. Mm -hmm. If nothing comes to mind, it's totally okay. fine, okay? <laughs> but, but it, and if nothing comes to mind, maybe just have this be a thing you contemplate yeah. later in prayer. Mm -hmm. But what do you love about yourself mm -hmm. because of, of these things that you went through? Mm -hmm. Um, I love that I am willing to talk about it. Mm. I wasn't there for a long time. Mm. Um, and that in sharing this, that Christ can work through me. I mm. love that. That this is like me being an instrument and just being like, I cannot fix these problems on my own. But Christ can do, do that work through me. Mm. And that in all of it, I am, I still hold on to joy so fast. And like, I am joyful mm. even in the midst of all of this. And that is, Man. that's the big thing, you know? That's a, I, you have a superpower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it's that. true. Thank I'm losing to tears. I mean, yeah. you have a, you have the superpower of being able to meet someone who's actually gone through that mm -hmm. and to actually go there with them. You mm -hmm. have the superpower of knowing what the joy of the Lord is. Mm -hmm. 
which is not a superficial passing feeling from circumstances. Because yeah. and you could speak, you could say that. Right. That's why Saint Paul said, "I boast in the cross." Right. Like that's. Right. Yep. This is the this is the badge of honor. This is. And it doesn't feel proud to boast in the cross, <laughs> right? It's the most <laughs> humbling, beautiful thing. Yeah. Like my badge of honor is that that yeah. hole mm -hmm. in my hand right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um so the, the healing for uh that, that healing retreat again, lifegivingwounds.org. Um that's for people who are eighteen or older, seventeen or older. Yeah, eighteen or older, yeah. um, to be yeah, that adult. I think we talk about when I was a kid, I knew the divorce was happening. I didn't really know how it was affecting me. And a lot of times those things kind of simmer until, you know, adulthood. We really right. understand things right. are going on. Something's affecting me. Can a mature 17-year-old watch online? I actually just met yeah. one the other day at an event. Mm -hmm. And he was so distraught after my talk. and came, I, It was about just the love of God. And he came mm -hmm. to me in tears. My parents got divorced. <sighs> he really needed to hear so badly me just look him in the eye and say, you can do this. Yeah. The Lord loves you. You're yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. Um, can a mature seven-year-old watch the one online at least? And I'm not sure. I'm thinking of my buddy here. We, we can. Okay. We can we'll, make, we'll make it happen. Reach right? out. We'll reach yeah, out. Reach out. out. And there will be, there'll be people on the side to support you when you mm -hmm. reach out, even if you know. Yeah. Um, so, but what about for kids? I mean, like, let's say there's a parent who's watching, who's very distra mm -hmm. distressed, thinking of these things right now, mm -hmm. and it's it's hard for that parent to look at this. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you have for that parent to do for their child who's mm -hmm. seven, eight, twelve, fifteen? Uh, what steps can they take to 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 help this become a resurrected wound yeah. rather than something destructive? I think sowing the seeds right now that it's okay to talk about it. Um, it's okay to be upset and to show that you're upset. Um, you don't have to stuff it down and acknowledge that something happened. Um, if there are some of those times that you want to just be like, buck up, kid, you're going to be fine, stop and think. <laughs> and... Um, allow allow your child to experience the sadness that they're probably probably feeling or like mm. the anger they're feeling um, in a healthy way, obviously. But just acknowledge that this is a wound um, for that child now and will be one later. Um, but hopefully by acknowledging it now, that wound of mm. silence can be eased mm. <laughs> a little bit later. Um, What's and that saying? If yeah. it's mentionable, it's manageable. Yes. I forget where I heard that. Yeah, that I Mr. Like Rogers. It. I don't know who said <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, and just a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's true for anyone. If you encounter even like an adult child of divorce, just that acknowledging, like, yeah. I am so sorry that happened to you, mm. and they might brush you off, like it's fine, I'm fine. Mm. Um, but just that that was a hurt that you had to to encounter, and I'm so sorry mm. that you did, and and say that to the kids too. They need to hear that this is a hurt. That's a great call to me. I have friends who mm -hmm. um, lived through that. And, mm -hmm. and just to say, it's important to say, and I say to you right now, mm -hmm. you deserved more than yeah. what happened. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's heavy. It is. Man, yeah. God is so good. Yeah. You know, and so if you've, if you've lived, thanks for sharing that. Yes. Really humbled and honored that you were here and opened up like that. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, and thanks for sharing. I know you're sharing it for the people who are watching. Yeah. So we love you guys. If you have uh, lived through a divorce, the Lord loves you. If you've been divorced, the Lord loves you. If you're divorced and all, the Lord loves you. If you've messed up and you're looking back and thinking, yeah, maybe it happened because I was a narcissist, the Lord still loves you. No matter where you find yourself, He can pick that up and turn every wound, even the ones you inflicted on yourself, into risen wounds. You can't be afraid of them, though. Dive straight in. Thanks for watching.
Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.